Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 912, air date March 20th, 2021. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. We're going to be starting shortly, um, a little bit late. I had to, I had a late dinner. So let me just um, uh, put on the screen what we're going to be talking about. And... Oops, wrong one. Bring this up. There we go. Okay, everyone, we're going to be talking today. We'll wait for people to join. We're going to be talking today about turmeric, a very, very powerful herb and its powers for immune health. So let's just wait for people to join. So we're going to be talking today about turmeric and its incredible powers for immune health. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's have people are joining. Let's bring people in. And I'm getting set up. We have people joining from on Instagram too. As many of you know, we have people here on Instagram coming in. All right, there we go. I think that looks good. People for Instagram too. Got two different audience sets here. All right, welcome everyone. We'll be starting shortly. Welcome from Kansas. Welcome from Canada. Welcome. We're going to be having a, a very awesome discussion on turmeric. It's an amazing, amazing herb. So those of you on Instagram, welcome. We're going to be having a discussion on, on um, turmeric. So let's start this. Wait shortly. Welcome, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Idris. People are signing, uh, calling in. You know, I've been playing our Truth, Freedom, and Health video sort of in the middle. What I thought I'd do is just play that up front almost as an intro. And I'm learning how to use a lot of this medium and present to you. Yes, good, good evening to everyone. So we're going to be having a deep discussion. Everyone here is going to learn of the power of this very, very ancient herb, turmeric. And it's really a multi-systems herb. It doesn't just affect any one system. It affects many, many subsystems. Uh, throughout your whole body. And we're going to go through it in a very deep way with a focus on immune health. Um, but remember, we take a systems approach here. So before we start, our people are signing in. I'm going to play our, really our anthem video, which is really about the truth, freedom, and health video, um, movement right up front. And then we're going to dive right into turmeric. That way, I don't have to play that in the middle. I will talk about of the Truth, Freedom, and Health Warrior program, as many of you are interested in. Um, we're getting a lot of very positive reaction all over the world where people have been excited about really getting down to the foundational science of systems. And I keep emphasizing this. I almost want to start a new medical school in some sense, because if you teach people systems, they can really understand the body. I've, you know, a lot of medical doctors have gone through the, the foundations of systems training, but it's a, it's a foundational system. We can understand political systems, medical systems, any system on the planet. So let me play my video and then we'll start shortly as people are signing in. Welcome everyone, it is Friday evening. So let me sign up here and we'll come back right to turmeric, the multi-systems herb. So hold on one second. And let me just play our, uh, really our main video here. So people go to bashiva.com slash join. You can all uh, watch it at your home. Please share this with people because it's really the foundations of our movement for truth, freedom and health. And we'll be back in five minutes to start our program. But this is a great video which really lays out sort of the philosophy where we're coming from. Here we go. 
we have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. We wow. got to train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work united. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people. They have to go local, to go local, to go local. Fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics. And there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders. Oh, he said something. Or Robert Kennedy. Scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts... I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com, and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics, and I've created that curriculum.
people need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom and health. And they can find it on V as in Victor, A Shiva, VAShiva.com. So people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. And the end goal. All right, everyone, welcome to our program today. It is on turmeric. And by the way, that was our introductory video. I always like to play to let everyone know that we are building a movement here for truth, freedom, and health, and it's founded on the science of systems. And I'm um, enabling people as a catalyst for all of you to get, get educated. When you go to vashiva.com slash join, you can join and contribute to this movement in whatever way you feel fit. And those people who are contributing, I don't feel right taking something, as I mentioned over and over again, without nothing. So we offer people educational programs based on you know whatever contribution they make from 25 to 100, whatever they wanna do, um, that I give you a program. But the bottom line is, uh, we're, and I'll come back to, we're creating a very powerful movement that's based on education, not just random education, but systems education. To me, that's like the nuclear physics of understanding the universe. And you don't need to go to MIT and other institutions. We can learn it right here. It took me a long time to bring this together. And um, I've, I've shared this all over the world at major institutions. And I used to teach it at MIT. The problem is not everyone can go there. So my idea is like what Henry Ford did, did with the, you know, the car, I want to do with systems education for the world, which is once you learn the systems education, it makes you uh, extremely powerful to really understand the dynamics of your body as a system. So there's a tool there that you can use that, that I'll, I'll go over to understand your body as a system. You can use it to understand politics as a system. And then we provide a platform for all of you to start engaging, connecting with one another, building community, and then tools that you can take action at the local level on some of the most pressing issues of our time, be it the mask issue, the issue with medical freedom and vaccines, pro-vax, anti-vax, getting over that, the issues of election integrity and so on. We're literally building a revolutionary movement. But in order to do that, we need infrastructure. And that's the infrastructure we've laid down. And, um, and to me, it's very exciting. And obviously the work I do with Cytosol, my research work, all the companies I've started. But I would say this is probably one of the most profound things because to me, it's an integration of everything I've wanted to do throughout my whole life, integrating um, my love of engineering, my love of medicine, and my love of um, essentially wanting to change the world at a fundamental level, which is uh, recognizing those in power don't give a damn about working people, which is the background that I come from and most of us come from, hardworking people. Over the last four years, 20, you know, the unemployment rate is like 25%. If you look at what's happening on the issues of freedom, we have massive censorship. If you look at on the issues of truth, most of academia today are, practice the oldest profession. And you can 
you know, most of you know what that is. And health as a result of that is degrading. This generation of Americans, for example, are expected to live less than their parents. This is not health care, regardless of what all these people are fighting for. I, I really don't know what they're fighting for. But the bottom line is it's going to come up to us to build a bottoms up movement and the tools I've been fortunate to be able to create and innovate. We're going to integrate right into this movement from Cytosol to Systems Health, the education and the content I work very hard to make and our team does. You know, we have an amazing team of people here, uh, people from all walks of life all over the world. We just had a, a very interesting call with uh, six of our truth, freedom and health warriors from all over the world, from France. Uh, from the West Coast, East Coast, et cetera. And what's interesting is one of the women is a retired aerospace engineer. And she was saying, Shiva, you know, this engineering systems approach you're teaching should be taught everywhere. Another gentleman, James Richardson, he was a systems engineer. But, uh, you know, then we have um, uh, Heather, who from Oregon, she's a, a kindergarten teacher. So we have all people, but the recognition is when you learn the systems knowledge, it's going to transform the way you look at the world beyond left and right. So anyway, that was the most uh, uh, highest level talk I can share with you on where all of this is coming from. But let's go right into um, talking about our talk today, which I think you're going to enjoy uh, on turmeric. But we're going to take a systems approach to it and you're going to learn the incredible value of turmeric in a mul multiplicity of approaches. And but it's really a multi systems herb. So I'm going to approach it from using cytosol from the molecular systems biology. Then we're also going to approach it from the engineering systems approach using Eastern medicine. So you're going to get a systems based view of a multi systems herb. OK, so let's jump right into it. And let me share my screen here looking at turmeric. So um, let's go right here. And I hope everyone can see this. Let me see how everyone's doing, by the way. Is everyone doing well? Let me see how people are doing. So people are having a lot of commentary here. Yep, hello from Canada. Great, we have people from, what is Trifala? We will talk about what Trifala is. Trifala is, uh, or Trifala is how we say it. Uh, we will talk about what tri Trifala is. Um, turmeric goes on my ice cream, interesting. Uh, turmeric goes into my ice cream, okay? All right, well, thank you everyone for the great commentary and uh, let's begin. So, Let's start here. So, um, so let's let's go with turmeric here. What is turmeric? Let me put it over here for our people on Instagram so you guys can see it too. Okay, there we go. All right. So let's start with turmeric. By the way, anyone interested, please go to vashiva.com if you want to know more. Um, let everyone know about our our site and get it out there broadly because the more people that know about it, the more it helps the movement. So if you go to the site, you'll notice there's many, many things I've done. By the way, one of the things I want to let you guys know is, you know, um, I'm the creator of the Clean Food Certified Label. It's going over all over the world right now, but we created a holistic systems-based way to basically certify what we consider. Everyone says, Shiva, what food, what products do you recommend? Well, we've created our own out of our research institute. Um, it's called Clean Food Certified Clean Raw. And you can see the various activities I'm doing, but, but we'll do a whole series on that. Um, on the, uh, let's, so what we want to talk about today is we want to really talk about, uh, the science of systems. We're going to go talk about turmeric, the golden spice. We're going to then jump into systems biology. Then we're going to go into the immune system. 
review cytosol. Then we're going to talk about the biological effects of turmeric and um, the health benefits of turmeric. Then we're going to look at the effect of turmeric on the immune system. We're going to really review the synergy principle in systems. Then we're going to look at dosaging. And then we're going to end with looking at turmeric from a Eastern systems principle. So the goal here is that I want to give you, as I always do, is to encourage people to take it. Uh, you're going to understand what is a systems approach and where does that come from? And the science of systems approach that I've organized where it integrates both Eastern and Western medicine. So it'll, you're going to learn a lot today. Uh, so, um, and you can obviously review this video. Those of you who are on Facebook and other uh, mediums, uh, please feel free to call a watch party if you want and encourage your friends to join. All right. So what you're going to learn right now is what is in turmeric, like what's in it? What are the biological functions um, that turmeric does and, and the functions that it affects? What are the health benefits? And then we're going to look at how does turmeric affect the innate immune system and the adaptive immune system? So let's review the science of systems. Uh, many of you know that I was basically born into this in some sense because system science forces you to look beyond contradictions, to look beyond left and right. Um, you know, I grew up in an environment where I was constantly surrounded by contradictions my entire life and had to figure out not to look at one thing one way or the other way, but to find the source of truth of something. And, and to just give you an idea of this, you know, when you, when you think about, uh, you know, the, hold on, I think I can do this for those people on Instagram. Nope, I guess I can't do that. Okay. I'm trying to modulate people that I have on Instagram and also modulate you guys. So it's uh, Instagram is sort of a little bit funky because it doesn't let you do certain things. And there. Okay. So, um, so let's go right here. So when we, the contradictions I grew up in is, you know, as a child, I grew up in this city called Bombay with slums, with skyscrapers, with people with varying, you know, income levels, different religions. So that was one huge contradiction. I mean, from my apartment home in Bombay, you know, you could experience pretty much everything from the poorest people to the wealthiest people you see walking on the streets. We had every religion, Zoroastrianism, Muslims, Christians, Hindus, um, Jews, everyone. So you had to be able to, you, you didn't have the luxury of putting yourself in a box. You know, everyone lived together. There was no real segregation there except for the Indian caste system. Okay. But I grew up in this world, but I also grew up Immediately another very con, I mean, look at these two pictures in this world of um, my grandparents village. There was no running water. This is an Indian temple, no electricity, but it was an amazing place to grow up. And my grandparents were poor village farmers. And uh, my grandmother there in her Sunday best uh, was the village shaman. She could, she, she, I mean, she didn't do this as a full-time job. In fact, just to give you an understanding, she, she felt it was never right to charge for medical treatment. She said that was a gift from, from God that you were supposed to give it freely and support people. So when one of my uncles many years later wanted to become a doctor and he wanted her blessings, she said to him, I will only give my blessings if someone ever comes to you in need and they really need your help. You will never turn them away because of money. And then he promised to do that and then she blessed him. But she was a village healer. You know, you didn't have doctors in those villages, but she had learned from yogis, uh, et cetera, how to... Uh, you know, support these, this, this system of medicine. And as a part of that, she became, she was a local village healer. And I think I can do it like this. Yeah. She was a local village healer and um, she would observe people's faces and based on observation of their faces, 
she could then decide what was the right medicine for the right person at the right time or um, different kinds of yoga or massage. It wasn't just one size fits all medicine. So that's an important distinction to understand that um, uh, very much, very different than modern medicine today, which is about giving everyone, you know, the same treatment all the time. Okay. It's not one size fits all medicine. So that was the environment that I grew up in. It was a very, uh, in, in retrospect, it was a in, incredibly wealthy environment. They weren't, they weren't well, uh, wealthy in money, but they, the experience I got was fascinating. In 2000, in 1960, 1970, my parents moved here. Um, there's some pictures of them. And I was very motivated to do well in school because, and also many things. I was ambitious. And by the time I was 14, I actually got to a level of expertise where I got to work at a medical school full-time as a research fellow. Because of my interest in medicine, I started doing research on applying computers the the summer before I'd gone to New York University um, as a student to learn in their computer science program. So I got a full-time job. So I was looking at why babies were dying in their sleep, trying to understand the system of sleep. By the way, babies have six sleep stages. And the, and the reason this was interest was if you could identify a baby's state of sleep, you could predict when the baby was potentially going to have an apnea, stop breathing, which is part of SIDS. So I was doing research on that. And while at that, doing medical research because of my skills in programming, I was given an incredible challenge to convert the old-fashioned inner office mail system, the inbox, the outbox, the folders, the memo to, from, subject, CC, to the electronic version. And this was the old-fashioned uh, office system. This was back in 1978. The key word, this was a system. I wasn't merely converting, just to be clear. So I've never said I've created electronic messaging. That goes back to Samuel Morse. But I was asked to convert that entire system into the electronic version. No one had ever done that before because most of the nerds in the military thought the secretaries, I mean, they were very, uh, you know, condescending. They, they didn't think a system like this could be created because you only with people with computer skills um, could participate in computing. But to me, those secretaries, uh, I had great respect for them. I could see how hard they worked. And I was given this challenge by a guy called Dr. Les Michelson, who's still one of the leading computer guys there. He heads up the high performance computing center. But he saw in me um, someone who would work hard and he gave me this challenge. So I converted that entire system, inbox, outbox, folders into an electronic equivalent, 50,000 lines of code. And I named that system email because the operating system only allowed five characters. And um, then when I came to MIT, the president of MIT, who was science advisor to Reagan said, Shiva, you should copyright this because US patent law hasn't caught up to software. And that's what I did. I, my parents weren't lawyers, I had to do it on my own. And on August 30th, 1982, a young American kid was given the first US copyright for email, officially recognizing me as the inventor of email. And the facts are black and white on this. By the way, these were those inner office mail systems uh, to those of you who are young. And I named it email. This is in the Smithsonian now. I won, um, this is, I was written up in the newspaper back in 1980. And here's the official copyright. So bottom line, why am I sharing this? Well, first of all, for two reasons. Email was a system. So I learned about medical research as a young kid, but I also learned about how, how to build large scale systems. The other piece you should understand was that the, the uh, uh, when this went into the Smithsonian, many years later, many years later, I never tried to get credit for it when I was a kid. I didn't know, you know, marketing or anything. My mom in 19, 
uh, uh, in 2011, I'm sorry, was dying of a horrible disease in a suitcase. She had saved all this. And the editor, the science editor of Time Magazine, the technology editor, I'm sorry, Doug Amit, all the only journalist today to actually go through the materials, wrote this article up. And then subsequently, went, it went into the Smithsonian. And then it created this shitstorm because the elites had written a narrative that email, simple text messaging came out of the military and was complete horseshit. And when my stuff went into the Smithsonian, it was like a new skull was found in Africa and it perturbed typically the liberal elites who wanted to say that all great inventions must come out of the military industrial complex. And remember, I was at MIT, I was on the front page inventing many things, but when I stood my ground and I said, no, I did invent email, but it occurred before I came to MIT, before I came to your lead institutions, this bothered people and you had a huge attack on me. And four years later, I found a lawyer, we sued Gawker Media, um, I had a huge settlement and I won um, and, and all those three articles removed. But Wikipedia, who's a scumbag organization, no one should fund them. This is an organization of elites who want to control where innovation can come from. You see, the fact is all of us, uh, innovation is in all of our DNAs and anyone can be an innovator. It's the essence of being a divine being or a creative being. So their attempt to try to uh, manipulate the facts where innovation comes from is what this is all about. The truth is they want to create a new caste system. And when you really look at it from a systems perspective, what you find is that this is the environment where innovation takes place, where you have freedom, where you have infrastructure and, and, and you can create, right? I was given the ability uh, in that environment uh, for freedom. Uh, I was given infrastructure and that's where innovation takes place. Innovation, freedom and infrastructure. We'll get back to this, okay? So all of this occurred, by the way, before I came to MIT, okay? Before I came to hang out with the nerds at MIT. And what's important about that is, by the way, a young 14-year-old boy, you can look him up, Philo Farnsworth is the one who invented TV, okay? TV was not created by RCA. It was created by a 14-year-old boy. RCA stole it from a very similar journey. He had loving parents. He had a, a an environment of good public school teachers and infrastructure. And I say that is the system where in, innovation comes from. It's not from the military, industrial, academic complex. That's what they want us to think. So we all think we have to go support war and you get it innovation. Not true. So anyway, that occurred before I came to MIT. When I came to MIT, I was deeply, deeply interested in medicine. And I was really, really upset that a place like MIT um, was looking at the body as parts, okay? It wasn't looking at it as a system. They had the engineering systems place, but the concept of looking at the body as a system hadn't come there. So I went in and out of MIT, did my electrical engineering degree, started a company, and then I did a couple more degrees and then came back to MIT in 2003, and I'll get to that. That's when a new field came called systems biology. And I was one of the first graduates out of it. And um, I did my PhD in it, that was in 2007. And with my PhD, I knew now I had the quote unquote external credibility. No one could, I mean, they still attack you, but it was gonna be hard for them that I could use that Western understanding to go back to India and try to figure out how was my grandmother able to do what she did? What was the system that she was using? And could I connect the East and the West? So that's really the foundations of systems that you will have the opportunity to learn what I, uh, the discoveries that I made from a science of systems. So um, 
here, when I finish my PhD, this is the way the Western world views a, uh, the body, right? Um, we call about genes and proteins and mRNA and metabolites. That's at this layer. This gives rise to various types of metabolic pathway pathways. This gives rise to what are called functional modules, right? Um, different subsystems in your body, body, your cardiovascular system, right? Your urinary tract system or et cetera. And this is your large scale organization of you. Well, this is a Western world, but my grandmother's system of medicine was very different. It didn't have genes and proteins. They used the words like purushan, prakriti, and sattva, rajas, tamas, space, air, fire, water, earth, vatha, pitta, kapha. Vatha, pitta, kapha, vatha, pitta, kapha were used to figure out your body, what kind of system you were. This determined the nature of your organs and your body. So you see that the point was that here you had, I had the fortune to be getting the highest level of education being exposed to the Western molecular biological systems of the way looking at the body. But I have also been exposed, fortunately, to a very different way. And I wanted to find that unique nature of those two, two systems. And that led, someone said, have a class on Murungai. Yes. Um, uh, by the way, uh, so what is Murungai? Just to, so when I was in our village, across from my grandparents' home was a hut where the cows and the and the uh, chickens were kept, and it, out of the center of that hut grew a beautiful tree called the Morungai tree. Uh, you call it Morunga, but we call it Morungai in Tamil. It had these beautiful drumsticks which you would cook up, leaves. It's really called. Some people believe it's a tree of life. It grows under any conditions. Amazing level of nutrients. I'll do a whole class on that. But Morungai was always a food that was always there. It was central. To health and well-being. So yes, I can do that. Who said that? Um, yes, that was uh, Keeper Creek. Have a class in Moringa. Definitely will do that. So anyway, I was exposed to these two worlds of medicine and um, I wanted to interconnect them. So when I decided to apply for a Fulbright, which I got in uh, 2007, and MIT had this front page article talking about, you know, me wanting to go back to India with four degrees to interconnect East and West. So that's what I ended up doing. And what I realized, the big discovery that I made, and it was an important discovery, is that there is a way in the Western engineering sciences that we look at the world through the lens of movement of matter, information, energy. That's called the phenomenon of transport. By the way, that's related to freedom, right? Movement of information, matter, and energy. Conversion, taking an idea, taking a hypothesis, going through a process and converting it to truth or converting it to an innovation. That's conversion. Storage, or it really should be structure, is a thing that gives us the structural element to sustain all of this. Well, that's your health in your body. It's the aspect of um, the world around us, like your skeletal structure. Anyway, this is what I learned at MIT for you know nearly 20 years. And what I found was the entire system of Indian medicine they used a terminology called Vata, Pitta, Kapha, and that system was directly connected. So here's Vata, Pitta, Kapha, what my grandmother used, and this is where East meets West. I mean, I'm, I'm simplifying it for the case of today, but I encourage all of you every Monday evening, um, because um, I have discovered this, I used to teach this as a class at MIT called Traditional Medicine Systems Biology, and we made it accessible to all, but it begins with this foundational understanding that the same analysis, the same science 
that governs everything in the universe, governs your body. It also governs political systems. That is the science of systems. And once you learn that science, you can go beyond contradictions, whether you live in a village or whether you live in a city, east or west, black or white, et cetera. And that is the science of, of, of the day that is needed so we can bring people together around. It's not about unity. It's about bringing people together on what's actually real, right? So there you go. So that's the East meets West. And then I wrote a paper called the Control Systems Engineering Foundation of Traditional Medicine, the Rosetta Stone of Siddhan Ayurveda, which is Indian medicine. And by the way, um, all of you get access to this. Um, when you uh, sign up, you can, uh, if you uh, uh, take advantage and you wanna pursue the path of being a truth, freedom and health warrior. Um, all of this knowledge, I, several years ago in 2016, I put a book together called System and Revolution, which is up there. And what is System and Revolution? First of all, it defines what a system, it's really the textbook and anyone can read it. It's about 108 pages. It's really for anyone, whatever background, you don't have to go to MIT, but I also teach you what is a revolution. It is the physics. It is the physics of change. That's what it really is. And in addition to that, um, I also created another tool so you wouldn't have to fly all the way to India. And it's a tool that helps you understand your body as a system, integrating East and West. And with this tool, what you can do is you can understand who you are, what kind of body system you are, answering a set of questions. That's a red dot in this framework of transport conversion storage. Then you can find out how you've deviated from yourself. That's a black dot. Maybe you didn't sleep well, et cetera. And then you can use the tool to identify how foods and supplements can bring you or, or exercise can bring you back to you. And it figures out a unique program for you. But, you know, obviously you should consult your doctor and all those things, but this is a way that you can understand systems. And when we look at turmeric, you're gonna see that turmeric affects the functions of transport, conversion and storage in a universal way. That's why it's a very, very powerful, incredible herb. So you're gonna learn this from uh, in multiple angles, but this is included in anyone, by the way, those people who have been amazing, who, who've given us 25 or more uh, to, to support our movement, you get all of this because I always like to give something back. I don't wanna take anything for nothing. And there's also a whole program for those people who are uh, practitioners and wanna get training and certification called Systems Health, where you can get, actually go deep into this program, take tons of courses, I built an institute, you can get the courses, you can get certified, et cetera, okay? So that is the that is a history of how I came over those 40 years of a journey to the science of systems. So when I look at something like turmeric, that science of systems is also the way I look at it using a technology called Cytosol. Cytosol is a technology I built for my PhD work, which is a systems approach at the molecular level to understanding the body. So that's what we're using. And we're using an Eastern approach, a Western approach, and a systems approach. So you're gonna get a holistic or systems-based view of turmeric. So turmeric is a golden spice, okay? And look at this, nearly 5,918 research articles. That's quite a bit, bit. It's one of the most widely researched dietary supplements in the world. Over 212 clinical trials have been done on it and over 140 years of medical research. Out of all the stuff I've covered so far, I would say this is probably relative to a supplement, one of the most widely, wide spanning, 145 years of research, so consider that. Not going to 1921, okay? Going even 
before that, okay, going into the 1800s, okay? It's been researched for a long, long time, clearly because it has some very powerful effects, 145 years. Now, it's a widely used spice and it's a medicinal plant. It's used, its use of turmeric dates back nearly 4,000 years in Indian culture. It's traditionally used for orders of the skin, upper respiratory tracts, joints, and digestive function. And it's derived from the root of curcuma longa. It's really not a root to be, we use the word root, but it's really a rhizome, R-H-I-Z-O-M-E. It's the stuff that grows on the sides of roots. Um, uh, and it's derived from the, uh, from, the, from the ginger family. So it's part of the ginger family. If you look at how ginger grows, ginger grows very similar to that. And it's generally recognized safe by the FDA. How many here, just to take a hand count, how many of you uh, have taken turmeric? Anyone on, on a good morning to people out there? How many of you have taken turmeric? I just want to know, just say yes or no. How many of you taken, someone said yes, reinventing the Indian system. Yes, or resurrecting the Indian system. Um, the problem is many people who practice the Indian system of medicine don't even know. I'm talking about people in India don't even know what vata, pitta, kapha are. They just blindly practice it. The discovery here actually will help people in India be able to communicate to the West and people in the West communicate to the East. That's a systems approach. How many people have had turmeric? Let's see. Looks like quite a number of people. Yes, yes, great. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful color spice. By the way, there's some wonderful research done uh, where people are taking turmeric. In ancient times, it was called Ayurvastra clothing where they would ex essentially embed um, turmeric and other spices into pillows or, or sheets which had medicinal effects as you, because it, 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 it went through your skin. So, so it's, a, it's a golden spice. It's generally recognized by the FDA to be safe. It contains over 100 chemical compounds. The active components fall into two, two sets, turmerones, about three to 5%, and curc curcuminoids, okay? That's 0 0.02 to 2.0%. These are the active components. And there's many, many types of turmerones, and there's many, many types of curcuminoids. And here are some of them. So for example, you have, you have a or AR tumorone. And again, I, I invite you to look at these structures. They're beautiful chemical structures that nature has produced. Here's a benzene ring. You have the acetyl ring over here, um, and same uh, acetone ring right here. That's what called, called the tumorone. And this is organic chemistry, alpha tumorone and beta tumorone. And you notice the difference between this and this. If you look at these, this has all the double bonds here in the internal structure. This has two double bonds here. And here the double bonds are switched over here, okay? So you can see how the double bonds change. The acetone piece right here is the same. So you have, uh, and, and this constitutes around three to 5%, and it's a volatile essential oils. You have AR tumorone up here, alpha tumorone, and beta tumorone. And those of you who are chemists will understand why it's called alpha and beta, but these are the three major tumorones. The curcuminoids are cur one, cur two, and cur three, and they constitute three to 4% of turmeric. So here again, you can see the structure is very similar as you go from here to here in cur one. The difference here you see, you don't have the O group up here, you just have the OH here, all right? And over here, you have you don't have the O group over here, um, and you don't have it here. Okay, so this one has a double the O group. I'm sorry, the O group here and here. This one has it on one side, and this doesn't have it at all. All right. So these are 
Uh, so this is curcumin. So when people talk about turmeric that you buy in the store, if you buy it as a pill, right? If you get it as a full herb, it's a yellow spice. Um, some people just go get the curcumin, okay? Um, it's used from a medicine standpoint. But in traditional Indian medicine, you typically take the whole um, you know, spice and typically you put it in milk. So in, at night, for example, if I'm feeling something coming down or if I just want you know, a, a drink at night that uh, calms you or just, you just want something, you can take, um, typically if you can get raw milk, it's great. And, but if you can get the high fat milk, you boil it, but you don't let it spill as it's steaming up, you shut it off. And this is a traditional technique. You can take one teaspoon or how much you want, throw it in there and mix it. And what you're doing is you're actually creating a natural nanoparticle. That turmeric can be delivered now better because every um, you know particle of turmeric and curcumin is surrounded by a fat, a fatty uh, uh, lipid layer. And this is what they're doing with nanoparticles. But the you know the ancients had figured this out. So anyway, that's a thing. And if you want, you can add jaggery. If you want a little bit of uh, sugar to it, you can put pepper if you want. But that is a, a great drink at night. And if you ever feel a cold coming on, you can add that among other things. So anyway, um, uh, but it's typically um, that the powder uh, is a spice. And but so when you when they sell supplements, they're selling this thing called curcumin. You're not going to find typically this in the health food stores. You're typically going to get the curcumin. Now, let's step back and understand what is systems biology, because the approach we take here to understanding curcumin is we want to take a systems approach. How does it affect the whole body? And what is systems biology? And to understand systems biology, we need to understand, by the way, systems biology is a relatively new field. And uh, we need to understand the opposite of a systems biology, which is what we call reductionism. So all of you, if you've listened to this before, you feel free to share this concept here. But reductionism is, is taken right out of the books of the story of the the king who calls the six blind men and brings in an elephant and they all touch the pieces of the elephant. Well, you know what? They all have a blinded view of what they're seeing. None of them sees a whole elephant. And what they actually see is a pale view of reality. The guy who touches a tail, thinks he's touching a, uh, thinks he's touching a, uh, a rope. The guy who touches a, uh, the leg thinks he's touching an oak tree. Uh, a wall and so on. And if they ever got together, they would end up with something that looked nothing like the elephant, okay? And this is reductionism. And unfortunately, this is what is going on in science today. Yesterday, if you joined me, I did a thing on the antibodies. So you have the entire immune system, but the scientists for the last 100 years have just been focusing on antibodies, 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 on antibodies. That's like touching the tail and you forget everything else. You forget the complexity of the immune system. That's called reductionist biology reductionist biology. And one of the reasons we're in the condition we're here today is because of that. Now look, that's the Western approach to medicine. Western approach is actually a reductionist approach. It is excellent if you're in a crisis situation. If you read the paper that I have up there, um, you will find out that, that I've looked at the history of medicine. And when you look at the history of medicine, we talk about this in our course. The history of medicine comes from war. A soldier got hurt on a battlefield you have to take a reductionist approach. You know, his guts are spilling out, his, his liver's been shot. You gotta go take care of that. Western medicine is excellent for a crisis, but it doesn't understand the whole body. 
So they've taken that reductionist approach to still look at biological systems. However, the Eastern systems, the engineering systems approach already has a language beyond just seeing things as organs. And this is a much deeper discussion, which I love talking about but and educating on, but this is reductionism. And, we're, and the opposite of reductionism is what we just talked about, seeing the body as a system of energy moving, transport, conversion, storage. In fact, the same energy manifests in truth, freedom, and health. Truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is transport. Truth is the conversion aspect. Storage is a health aspect, what sustains you. And that is really the foundation of a course that I built called the Foundations of Systems, which is really where you will understand all of this. You will really understand this diagram, which you would take a couple of years at MIT to understand. And that's what we talk about our truth, freedom, and health movement. And I'm going to, in the interest of, um, um, I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach today. We'll come back to that. But I want to uh, just emphasize that that approach will teach you a very, very different way to look at the, the, the system of medicine. And I'll come back to that. But I want to really jump into uh, turmeric for right now, okay? And before I do that, let's really talk as a part of this about the immune system, all right? So when you look at wanting to understand turmeric relative to immune health, we have to step back a little bit and we have to understand what is the immune system, okay? Well, by the way, the same features that you use to understand your body as a system that we teach is the same way you can understand the immune system. This is the reductionist model of the immune system. This is what is used today. And listen very carefully. This picture is what is still used today to build immunity. This is the science of the vaccine development model, which says you get hit with a pathogen, your innate immune system kicks in, which I talked about all yesterday. You guys can go look at that. And the innate immune system is the cells in your body, which try to take out that pathogen, a whole bunch of cells. And then if this doesn't work, then later on, you know, several days later, your adaptive immune system gets kicked in and then it creates an antibody. And an antibody is like a, a, a laser tuned just for that pathogen. So if the pathogen mutates or varies, that antibody is no good. And this is what they're finding, uh, as I shared yesterday, even out of the NIH, the vaccine that they're giving now, well, 20 days later, it loses efficacy and eight months later, it's only like 40 to 50% efficacious. Because, and if there's a variant of that virus, it's frankly useless. So the antibodies only for this targeted approach. But the body is much more interesting. It's not only antibodies it relies on, okay? It relies on a whole host of other things. This is the, this is the old model. At the, National Institute, at the National Science Foundation, I gave a whole talk on the modern approach to the immune system. It's not just these two blue boxes, right? It is the interferon system. It is a microbiome, the virome, all those bacteria, the viruses in your gut, in your body, and the neural system. This is a holistic approach to the immune system, which leads us to recognize it's about boosting immunity. It's about supporting a whole other set of systems. The IFN system, which I spoke about yesterday, right when that virus comes to the interferons, by the way, every cell in your body makes interferon one, alpha and beta. And that interferon system activates further activates your NK cells, natural killer cells, and your CD4 cells, which go gobble up these viruses long before the antibodies. But no one talks about the interferon system. It's unfortunate. But this is what happens when science becomes pay to play, okay? 
it's not about truth anymore. It's not taking a systems approach. It's creating the dialectics. You have all these people running around pro-vax, anti-vax. If we spend as much time as we did on that debate as talking about how to boost the immune system, we'd have a lot of healthy people already. And that's what we're here to do. That's what the goal of our movement is. We want to get out of the WWF wrestling, the pro versus anti. We want to talk about systems because we find the truth. The real issue is not vaccines or non-vaccines. It's about what are you doing to boost the immune system? That's what it's about. All right. So the interferon system. So in a typical immune response, right, the innate system kicks in. So if you look right here, the virus attacks you and it's trying to replicate its DNA. The virus, this is a, a macrophage which starts eating up the virus and starts spitting out particles right here. I went over this yesterday. These are these particles, this little pink structure right here. That pink structure is the pieces of the surface protein. Well, that pink structure, after it gets chewed up and blasted up, dismembered, then the second step is that pink structure is presented to his T cell, which then creates the antibodies. But this is the first part through these macrophages. And here again, you can see the adaptive immune responses. The macrophages eat the virus. They present the to the CD8 cell, and then the CD4 cells create this, and the CD4 cells create B cells, which creates these little Y things, which are the antibodies. So simply put, the antigen from the infected cell coming out of here, right, uh, creates a CD8 cell, which takes out this cell, and the CD4 cell creates antibodies. But the important thing to recognize is that CD8 cell, that purple structure on the bottom, is supported by interferons. And there are many nutrients which support the upregulation of interferons, okay? So again, please go yesterday if you wanna review that video. Uh, someone says, Dr. Shiva, I pray Congress invites you to speak on the topic and debate Fauci. Well, you gotta understand, is Congress really dedicated to building a healthy immune system? And as we talk about in our course, we have to build a bottoms up movement. And 99% of those people in Congress got in there because of selections, not elections. When you go look at the electronic voting machines in this country, the only people who are gonna do this is us, not them, because they've had a lot of time to do it. And they don't, what they do is they do theater there, left and right, to make you think they're gonna do something. To the extent we get involved in politics, it should be to use their platform to build a bottoms up movement, not to have faith in it, okay? Until we, the people actually get back control, you can, you know, it's, it's that's just a theater, frankly. So, sure. Um, uh, Brand, uh, Brandon says, if the government cared about our immune system, we'd have the best clean food certified stores. Exactly, Brandon, okay? We, we, we'd ensure citizens had adequate vitamins, et cetera. So the bottom line is we're going to do this and I'm tired of waiting and waiting for them. You know, I ran for office. I may run again, but only to do, build a movement telling people we need clean elections. But the bottom line is we need to build a bottoms up movement. We need 50,000 trained truth, freedom and health warriors. That's why I do this. That's why I teach you guys the science because I want you guys to take a systems approach. Oh my God, I get it now. I want to uh, learn that systems approach, all right? So the bottom line here is that when you look at uh, the COVID virus, for example, here's your lung cells. And right when the virus comes, this little structure here tries to eat up the cells there. It starts spitting out the pieces of the cells. You're noticing right here. And the CD8 cell gets innervated and it tries to take out that cell. 
but the CD4 cell innervates and creates the B cells, which create the antibodies right here. You can see it's knocking it out, okay? So that's the typical adaptive immune response. Now, there is also the interferon system. The interferon system is, is the first line of defense. Interferons create an antiviral environment and type one interferons are present in virtually every cell in your body. So just hear me out carefully. Type one interferons are in every cell of your body. Antibodies may not be, but interferons are. And what are interferons? Interfere. They're molecule cytokines that interfere with virus replication, okay? All right, so that's why there are people who have gotten whatever virus, they don't even have the antibodies, but they're strong because their body created the interferons to, to activate the NK cells. So we got it. So what's happened is this is why you need to go educate your doctors. We need to go tell them, look, do you know about interferons? They'll probably say, duh, because they probably didn't even study it. They just studied the innate and the adaptive. But the interferons are everywhere. And when the interferon system gets turned on, guess what? Thousands of genes get turned on. And those thousands of genes prepare your body against other viruses. So your body is almost waiting to be attacked. And then it creates interferons, which create antiviral activity. So that means you're supposed to be exposed. Instead, what we're doing is weakening people's systems, weakening people, weakening people, weakening people, and then telling everyone that there's only one way to build your immune system, antibodies, 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 okay? So this is the scientific facts. And this scientific facts, um, the many of my colleagues I used to know at MIT know this, but they're keeping their mouth shut because they wanna get their funding from Fauci and the NIH. But we don't need to do that. We're doing it right here on our own medium, on our own platform. And that's what we need to continue to do. We need uh, to help everyone understand the scientific basis so they can become scientists. This is really an open science platform. I'm training you guys to be system scientists. This is more than just a video you're hearing. So type one interferons include alpha and beta. And what we can do with Cytosol, Cytosol is our technology that I created out of my PhD work. It's really a technology that can help us find the scientific source of truth. It helps us go deep. Um, it's a technology, as I'll talk about right now, it helps us understand what goes on the molecular systems level, and we can use this to um, really get to truth. So, by the way, this is a way that the pharmaceutical companies do discovery. They don't use Cytosol. I work with a couple of them who got excited, but they move very slow, all right? Meaning they used our mathematical models. We don't make drugs. We don't, uh, we're not a vaccine manufacturer, as the scumbag Kennedy was trying to say about me when I expose the fact that he misleads the movement. Cytosol is a mathematical modeling company. And my intention when I looked at this model is when you look at pharmaceutical companies, they literally produce a synthetic compound, they do in vitro screening, then they kill animals. This process takes around six years. Let's say they're creating a new drug, they think, and then they have to get FDA approval before they do phase one, phase two, phase three clinical trials. Well, check this out. Only 20% make it out of phase one. They don't succeed which means this process is flawed. And my thought was, wow, before we do all this nonsense, why don't we use a computer to even figure out if it works? So that was one motivation for Cytosol. The other motivation was when, um, when you look at this entire process, it's dead. Look at, they're spending more and more money on R&D and they're finding less and less new compounds. Big Pharma's failing big time. And my interest was really nutraceutical products. In 2003, when the Genome Project ended right here, 
we found out we have the same number of genes as a worm, which means we, that we are not, uh, we don't have more genes than a worm. Up until the genome project ended, the idea that biologists had was like the blind man. The biologists thought, oh, human being, look how complex a human being is, right? We got, we got all these brains and we can do all this stuff. And a little worm had only 20,000 genes. So they said, wow, we're more complex. We must have millions or hundreds of thousands of genes. And this is where the kibosh was put on this reductionist method is we turns out we only have 20,000 genes. So if we have the same number of genes as a worm, the question is what makes us more complex? And, and that comes down to understanding complexity is not the function of the number of parts, but it's about the interconnections. That is systems theory, okay? That is systems theory, that's system science. So in 2003, the entire field of biology was shaken up like an earthquake went off and people realized we need to move to a systems approach to biology, which is what traditional systems of medicine has been doing for near, you know, thousand plus years. And this systems approach that if you're gonna create the whole body, you have to go across genes to proteins to this whole process. And the idea was, instead of just focusing on the nucleus over here, let's try to understand all the chemical reactions. Could we use a computer to model this? And these are these little biological pathways, one little pathway. And the idea was if these are moving to mathematical models, could you create a technology that could do that? And that was my PhD work. And by the way, just to let you know, MIT doesn't let you get a PhD and unless you do something really novel, you know, in the engineering program, for example, of the uh, 100 PhDs who get in, let's say, only 50% even pass the exams. And then if you want to get your thesis, you have to do something novel. Otherwise, you got to be there for a long, long time. So the notion of creating a technology that could use a computer to mathematically model disease was unheard of. People thought it was impossible, like email, okay? Uh, but I've been through that once, and that's what Cytosol was. Cytosol was the technology I created to mathematically model molecular systems on the computer to discover new medicines. And over the last 16 years, I've created it into a very successful company. We work with researchers, but we have a whole engine for truth, freedom, and health. It's decentralized, it's inclusive, it's transparent. And this is the movement for truth, freedom, and health manifested in technology. So what can Cytosol do? We can take a bunch of compounds. So when we look at turmeric, instead of just looking at one compound, we can look at the range of them or combinations of, let's say curcumin with other things to really understand at a systems level what it does. Okay, so, so Cytosol lets us, you know, look at their current research, but systems mine it so we can understand on the computer long before we kill cells, just like how we build an airplane, as I mentioned many times. We don't just throw a pilot in, that was in the, you know, 1900s. Now we do everything on the computer. So what, have we want to look at around the biological effects of turmeric, okay? The first thing that we want to look at is that the biological effects of turmeric uh, range through many, many different uh, aspects. And this is why I call it a multi-systems herb. So just look at this. It's an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, anti-carcinogenic, anti-mutagenic. That means it protects your body from mutations, okay? Quite powerful, okay? Remember, you, we're being bombarded by radiation, all these things all day long. Your body, uh, sometimes the cellular machinery, you know, every time a cell replicates, it's like a Xerox machine. It's got to replicate perfectly the DNA. Sometimes it doesn't. This is why they say aging occurs because over time, 
the the carb the copies the Xerox copies of your cells get a little bit worse. Okay, they start mutating, and and they they don't repair their DNA. Well, um, mutagenic, um, you know, we have this property where where turmeric can support that. It's also anti-proliferative, cardioprotective, hepatoprotective, neuroprotective. Very very important for the brain. Super important for the brain. Okay. Um, thank you. God bless you too. Okay. Javier Romero. Thank you. Um, so, um, so, uh, so this is the importance of tumor cure. Okay. Many different, I mean, you could in, you know, do research on all, every one of these. And here are the molecular targets of tumor. Just look at that. It's a beautiful diagram, um, done, um, you know, uh, published in Wiley, but you can see here, curcumin has enzymes over here, all the enzymes. It has transcription factors, which is DNA level. It has apoptopic regulators. It has receptors it affects. It has adhesion molecules it affects, kinases, inflammatory cytokines, growth factors. So these are all the different kinds of molecular targets. So just to give you an idea, what is a target? If, if uh, again, you're gonna, uh, if you look at a cell, on the surface of the cell are like catcher's mitts, which are waiting for different molecules to land on it. The catcher's mitts are called targets, okay? And if you, uh, those, I'm sorry, those are called receptors, but you have targets, which are the things that innervate the uh, effect of those receptors. So what's this diagram showing is curcumin can hit many different targets in your body. It's almost like the body has lived on this all its life, right? It's it's waiting for this as a food. This is why in traditional uh, medicines, I Indian medicine, for example, you always have turmeric in every meal. It's almost like it's a it's like air, water, right? Your body needs a certain amount of curcumin, okay, or turmeric in this case. So uh, there we go. But you can see the science, right? It affects so many things. Most of the medicinal benefits of turmeric uh, are from curcumin. And curcumin affects 100 different molecular targets. And the types of target includes transcription factors. We just gone through all of these things here. Picture says a thousand words. So let's look at the health benefits of turmeric. Skin health, brain health, joint health, liver health, cardiovascular health, digestive health, wound care, uh, immune health, reproductive health, metabolism, okay? Multiple, multiple, multiple aspects of health. And so what does that tell you? If it's affecting so many different subsystems in health, that means it's affecting the operating system of your body. That's what I call it a multi-systems herb. Some nutrients in nature go at the core of the core, just like you know what we're doing here. We're going at the core of the core by teaching people systems. So turmeric is like that. It's a multi-systems herb, all right? So it affects many, many subsystems in your body. I love the color, by the way. So let's look at the uh, effect of turmeric on immune health, okay? Um, and, and by the way, we could do a whole series, I mean, we could do a month-long series on turmeric, given everything that's going on with the, with the health issues right now, that's what we wanna talk about. So curcumin modulates immune cells. So what we've done with the Cytosol technologies, we've looked at all the literature and we've congealed it from a literature standpoint to understand all those articles, those 6,000 papers to understand, hey, what is it from the literature? And then we're gonna do the molecular analysis studies too, okay? So let's look at both. So here, from the curcumin 
um, uh, modulates immune cells and, and immune cell cytokines uh, from the innate as well as the adaptive system through its two important properties, antioxidant properties, oxidative properties, and anti-inflammatory properties. Curcumin also mitigates allergy and asthma, which occur when you're having an autoimmune reaction, right? So curcumin mitigates several autoimmune diseases and metabolic diseases through modulation of the immune system. So how does it work here? So if you look at the innate immune system we talked about, which includes your natural killer cells, your macrophages, and your M1 macrophages, just to be clear, you have two types of macrophages. The M2 macrophages, these activate your anti-inflammatory macrophages, okay? All right. This, and then um, you have your 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 um, uh, M1 macrophages, which actually lower oxidative stress created by uh, uh, inflammatory M1 macrophages. So the, what? So the M1 macrophages in your body, they actually are producing over here what's called ROS, reactive oxygen species. So M1 macrophages. Think about it as they're the ones that are creating waste products. They're oxidizing your body. M2 macrophages are the ones that create anti-inflammatory response. And the NK cells are the ones that are the cytotoxic um, cells. So just to put it a little bit simpler, you wanna think about there are three types of cells. The NK natural killer cells are the ones that if you have a cell that's been infected by a virus, all right, the NK killer cells go gobble up that infected cell. It's like you have a bunch of terrorists in a household, they go bomb that entire house, okay? The M1 cells, the M1 macrophages, lower inflammation, they're anti-inflammatory. But the, I'm sorry, the M2 are. The M1 macrophages actually are creating oxidative products called ROS. So what you're seeing in this diagram here is that the curcumin does two things. It first of all, activates, augments the killer cells, which is awesome. It also activates M2 macrophages, which are anti-inflammatory, but it stops. That's what this red thing is. It stops the reactive oxygen process. So again, curcumin augmented the cytotoxicity of NK cells. Curcumin increases the anti-inflammatory of M2 and curcumin lowers the ox uh, oxidative properties. So it's, it's pretty amazing. This is what I mean. It's a multi-systems and this is curcumin that molecule goes, does that. So it does three things, okay? And it gets even more interesting. Look what curcumin the does in the adaptive immune system. Curcumin suppresses the activation of the pro-inflammatory cytokine IL-2, which is right here. It's a little bit hard to see here. These two, it stops IL-2. Now IL-2 is needed to proliferate inflammatory T cells such as Th1 and Th17. These are inflammatory T cells. And this suppresses a prolifer proliferation of this and this. And then, but curcumin supports, it stimulates the production of the B cells, okay? Which produce antibodies. So think about what it's doing. It's stopping the T cells in your body, which are pro-inflammatory by taking out IL-2, and then it supports your B cells, okay? So you're kicking in your antibody system if you need that also faster, okay? In a more powerful way. Very, very, uh, again, a multi-systems effect, as you can see here. It supports, it knocks out the Th1 and Th17 or lowers their activation, lowers their proliferation because it stops IL-2, which is a cytokine, but it supports your B cells, okay? 
The next thing it does is it modulates the inflammatory cytokines. You, you've heard about a lot about in the news uh, what they call the cytokine storm, okay? These are molecules, signaling molecules, you know, they get raised, but if your body is weak and you have a weakened immune system, they go out of whack and that's called the cytokine storm and your own body is eating away itself. And that's what happens uh, with a virus. It's not the virus is eating you up like a Pac-Man. It is your body because of a weakened immune system, the cytokine storm attacks itself. It's uh, your own body is attacking itself. And there are some important cytokines that do that. And here are some of them that curcumin actually suppresses. So on the left side, you see IL-2, IL-6, IL-1 beta, and TNF-alpha. This is a cytokine storm, and curcumin inhibits that. But on the other hand, it also inhibits COX-2, which is a molecule that actually produces pain and inflammation, okay, through PGE2. So it stops COX-2, which is an enzyme, right? But it also inhibits the transcription factor NF-kappa-beta, which creates all of these cytokines, which is known as a cytokine storm. And by the way, you can see TNF-alpha, IL-1-beta, IL-6, and IL-2, right? So this uh, so it's doing a couple of things. It's boosting up your antibody production. It's boosting up and supporting the good macrophages, good NK killer cells, but it's also putting shock absorbers on your cytokines, right? So you have modulation. That's what's called by the, um, it modulates your inflammatory cytokines, right? Then look at what else curcumin does. It mo modulates allergy and asthma. That's, a, in, you know, an immune response. And it does it through two ways. First of all, oxidative stress aggravates allergy. So curcumin, you know, lowers oxidative stress. It mitigates that. And then you have the inflammatory cytokines, again, IL-2, IL-5 over here, IL-4, and GM-CSF. And these are associated with bronchial asthma. So these give bronchial asthma, curcumin goes and knocks it out. Curcumin alleviates bronchial asthma by lowering the production of inflammatory cytokines. That's why in traditional um, cultures, they would, again, boil that milk, okay? Boil it and be because you're heating it in an environment, you know, but you don't want it to overflow. You've got to stop it right then. I mean, when I'm making this, I boil the milk and I watch as it starts rising and I turn it off. And then I put in one or two teaspoons of turmeric, but it's very, very powerful medicinally for that. And you can um, go read more about it, but here you go. Then, so it, now um, the health benefits of curcumin from an from a immune system standpoint, it goes beyond uh, um, just the immune health because the immune health affects many things. Uh, multiple sclerosis, the research shows that curcumin inhibits IL-12, which is implicated in the pathogenesis of MS. It, um, supports, you know, or stops psoriasis. It lowers the density of inflammatory CD8 T cells that are implicated in psoriasis. It supports cardiovascular disease. Curcumin promotes antioxidant and anti-inflammatory environment, thereby lowering arteriosclerosis and hypertension. And then curcumin inhibits inflammatory cytokines, TNF-alpha, IL-1-beta, lowering A-beta, plaque formation, a hallmark of uh, AD. It's interesting because there was a study that I, I may bring it up several years ago. There was a village in India, you know, there's a particular gene that the geneticists say cause Alzheimer's. So there was a group, I believe, in Europe or in, in the United States in town in Pennsylvania. I'll have to look it up. Don't hold me to that. And a village in India where people both had those genes for Alzheimer's. However, the people in India did not produce 
any of Alzheimer's symptoms or any of that uh, because they were consuming large amounts of turmeric. Not so in the other cases. So even though you have a particular gene, it's not your destiny, okay? Uh, genes can be turned on and off. This is why food, nutrients, um, all the, the natural elements um, are very, very powerful. So that's a very powerful example, and I'll probably do a, a video on that. So what you've learned so far is that turmeric has many, many effects, multiple effects. At the core of it, there are the mechanisms that turmeric hits. It's a multi-system herb. It's not just going doing one thing like the mRNA vaccine, just give me antibodies. No, it's supporting antibodies by supporting B cells. It's supporting the NK, uh, NK cells, just like, and supporting the IFN system through that process also, because IFN system supports the activation of the NK cells. It's also enabling, you know, in the cases of um, oxidative stress, it's lowering oxidative stress, so you don't have the allergic reaction. It's affecting the cytokine storm. So I can't say, or the science can't say enough, of the multiple multi-dimensional effects of curcumin. And that's really called the synergistic principle. So curcumin affects many things. And that's also a systems principle. We don't want to spend our time just doing one thing in the sense of relying on, oh, I'm just going to exercise all day, or I'm just going to you know, um, eat well all day, or I'm just going to sleep well. You have to do all of it. So from a systems perspective, we need to look at even politics that way. So for far too long, We've had over here the quote unquote people who the left calls rednecks are into the First Amendment and their guns and the Second Amendment. And they stay over here on the right, let's say. And over here on the left, you have the yoga people who think they're better than everyone and they can do their postures and they meditate and they eat the right foods, the health people on the left. And then over here, you have the nerds and the innovators who may be apolitical. They're doing science and innovation. Well, typically these three groups have been separated. Our movement synergistically wants to bring them together, no different than we want to, let's say, take curcumin and resveratrol and eat rel, et cetera. And I'll show you the example. Because when you have that synergistic effect, you get an amplification. This is why when I say we need 50,000 truth, freedom, and health warriors, you're going to see why the principle of synergy. Let me walk you um, through that. It's not like we don't need everyone because we're going to create a systems level reaction. So if you look at this here, you know, in the, in the traditional systems, people would make this stuff. So here's curcumin, notice curcumin. We've mapped out from a multi-dimensional way, it hits the JAK pathway, it hits the COX-2 pathway, it hits NF-kappa beta, it hits the NOTCH pathway, it hits many. So the outer circle here, by the way, is a cell wall, the inner circle is a nuclear wall. It even crosses a nuclear membrane, look at that. And it stops the production of different cytokines, quite powerful. So cytokine, is a multi-systems herb. And we can, using cytosol, we can mathematically model curcumin's effect without killing animals. Then we can look at what resveratrol does. Follow the blue lines. It affects the NK pathway. It affects PG2. But what about if we were to combine it? What about if we were to combine curcumin and resveratrol? And what we can do is to see that combination, we can run a computer simulation of that using cytosol. So on the far right, this is a cytokine. Assume, let's say it's IL-1 beta, 0.15. That means we have inflammation in the body. So I'm not giving any curcumin, any resveratrol. Then I just drop in a little bit of curcumin. Look what happens. It goes from 0.15 to 0.05. Then I drop in just resveratrol. It goes from 0.15 from up here down to 0.06, okay? 
Then I drop in, then I mix them. This is like mixing truth, freedom, and health, okay? So I mix curcumin and I mix resveratrol. 40% less here, 60% less here. Look what you have. You have a, you have a having 200% decrease from 0.06 to 0.03. That's significant. So this is why this principle of synergy is so powerful. This is why, you know, no one in India I've yet to see simply just takes curcumin, you know, curcumin, curcumin, the active ingredient is typically it's turmeric and they mix it with something, right? You put it in food when you make your meals, you add it to the milk, like I said, or you, you can put it in, some people put it in fatty oils or add pepper. It's a food. It needs to increase its bioavailability. Simply giving curcumin alone, you're not going to get the bioavailability. That means it's not going to enter the cells. But here, what we're seeing is we have a synergistic effect. And the synergistic effect is the sum of the parts, you know, or the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, okay? It's not A plus B plus C. It's A times B times C, okay? It's a nonlinear effect, as we like to say in systems theory. And that's what happens when we're going to get 50,000 Truth, Freedom, Health Warriors. We're going to have a nonlinear effect because the people who go through our training, they're going to be like Jedi Knights. They're going to be powerful people in their local communities. And when we have enough people interacting with this powerful knowledge of system science, we're going to have a wave rise up, just like when you combine turmeric and resveratrol. It's the best analogy I can give. And that's why the Truth, Freedom, and Health movement is trying to integrate all these different components. And it's it's beyond just doing any one thing. We have to bring together uh, people from across all movements. The health movement needs to recognize health is necessary to strengthen freedom. The people uh, who support the First and Second Amendment need to recognize they need to get healthy, okay? But the people on the health world who are quote unquote left need to recognize the value of the First and Second Amendment. And then both of these can support the exploration of truth. So I want to take a quick break and just talk about, you know, this concept here. So what I've just shared with you here is the synergy principle. And when we talk about truth, freedom, and health, it's really the medicine of what society needs. Just like we need to take a synergistic approach, it's the medicine that we need. And um, what we've done recently with Cytosol, you know, during 2003 to 7, I created the Cytosol technology during 2007 to 12. I had to validate this. I proved it by uh, um, uh, writing a lot of papers. And since 2012, for the last 10 years, we've been working with large companies who are who are the are the ones who want to create great products. And we've been helping them really figure out what's garbage, what's snake oil. By the way, 95% of the stuff out there in the supplements world is garbage. It's a bunch of guys just putting crap together, throwing a label on. They, if you ask them, why did you put those two together? They can't explain it. So um, having helped a lot of these sincere companies, we've started to create many, many mathematical models. And over the last couple of years, we said, hey, why don't we help the movement by, instead of waiting for those companies to do the right thing, you know, trying to sell them, we're, we went through our inventory of mathematical models. We looked at all the potential um, uh, powerful nutrients out there uh, for anti-inflammatories or for pain beyond just curcumin. And we discovered a combination of bioflavonoids that have an amazing synergistic effect. And, it, and I'm pleased to let people know that 
Cytosol, which was really a research tool, which is a tool we are helping others, we're bringing it into our movement to really identify our own combinations. And we've uh, found a combination of very powerful nutrients that come from natural sources. And we've put that together uh, in a new uh, product. First time I'm doing this, um, so bear with me here. We've called it MV25, Momentum to Move. And notice the, our branding is it's done by a scientist, by a systems biologist. Um, it's not done by some marketing guy, okay? And that's, you know, I used to go to this place called Expo West, 72,000 people show up. And I was a little, I, I stopped going to it because it's all just marketing, marketing, marketing. Here, what we are, are if there is any marketing, it's really the science here, is, is that this product is cytosol optimized. And what does that mean? The back of the bottle, our labeling says, it explains that what cytosol optimized means. It means that this was formulated using, first of all, a systems biology platform, cytosol, a technology for precision personalized health invented by Dr. Shiva during his doctoral research at MIT. So the point is this isn't just, we're just making this up yesterday. It took a lot, lot, lot of effort to do this. Then we're using this, um, the formulation is from integrating thousands of peer reviewed papers across four decades in 68 research institutions and combining trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular reactions. So you can't do this with two people. You can't do this with one formulator. Most of these companies who come up with formulations, I was shocked to find out they have one guy there and he's just reading some papers and putting stuff together. Um, that's why I knew we should do something instead of waiting for guys. So the formulation here, as, as this explains here, is coming from where we've used the computer, what you know, you know, 100 human beings can't do to compute trillions of combinations of biomolecular interactions to discover a synergy of compounds, synergy that downregulate biomarkers of discomfort and normal swelling. Um, and cytosol optimized means that this formula has been optimized to maximize benefits and bioavailability while minimizing toxicity based on the current research. Current research. As the science advances, so will this formulation. This is our promise. So, and by the way, this product is clean certified. It's made in the US. And obviously this is a great way uh, to use this. It's again, everything I'm attempting to do is reciprocal, which means you support our movement. We give you education. You, you know, you want to get healthy. You're supporting the movement. So truth, freedom, and health. You're getting truth. <laughs> you're supporting to get truth. You're supporting the truth, freedom, and health movement. You're supporting the healthy. You're supporting the truth, freedom, and health movement. So it's all in alignment. So, which is very cool. So, oh, by the way, uh, where do you, uh, where do you get this product? You can get it right off our website. Let me share that with you uh, right here. You can go to um, uh, vashiva.com. I think I took you here. Let me go right here. If you go to the shop here, right on the shop, um, our shop is evolving. It all works, but you can go right here. Um, it says momentum to move. It's got it right here. And um, on this page is where you can order it. And pre-orders are going in now. Um, you know, with the COVID thing, um, uh, you know, we source ingredients from the best places. It's manufactured in the United States, but uh, we're expecting to get deliveries in by 2020, uh, March of 2021. So you want to pre-order it now. And you can look through the labels here. He's got the back, the front, et cetera. All right. Having said that, let me wrap up by saying that, remember, everything I'm talking about, I, I, I am 
a lot of what I, you know, I get, a lot of friends of mine said, Shiva, why don't you just do Cytosol all day? Why the hell are you caring so much about this truth, freedom and health stuff, politics, doing these videos, forget all that, go make your billions doing Cytosol. And the problem that I have, maybe it's a good or bad problem, it's I can't just do my science. I can't just do the politics, which other people do. I can't just, um, you know, worry about my personal health all day long. I have to integrate it. So this is the trident that I call it, you know, um, Shiva, the deity that I'm named after, has a trident, just like the Navy SEAL. And that trident pierces darkness. It is not the devil's trident. It's to pierce darkness and let in the light. And truth, freedom, and health is the way we do that. But we're not going to be able to do this just with me doing courses and teaching you and educating you. It's, it's got to require you to want to get educated and to, um, frankly, support this movement that we've built. I mean, it's taken me 50 years to do this. So this movement is a platform now. I've played you the video in the beginning, but we have a platform. And I want to end with sharing the aspects of that platform. So all of you not only go take care of your health, which I want you to do with products like MV25, but I also want you to consider uh, seriously uh, becoming, you know, building, helping us build this movement for truth, freedom, and health. So when you go to the website, you know, online, you know, uh, at vashiva.com and you get involved in this platform, which we want everyone to do, uh, let me go back here, is that you are supporting everything that I stand for and which I believe that nature wants. Nature wants us to be healthy. Nature wants us to have truth. Nature wants us to have freedom, which are the fundamental principles of existence, truth, freedom, and health. So, uh, as I mentioned, this Foundations of Systems course, it teaches you the science of everything. And you can, and that's the foundations of our movement. And the foundations of our movement is for you to get educated. So if you go and you log in, you become a member, you contribute something, um, you get access to a whole range of tools. But those of you decide to become truth, freedom, and health warriors, you get access to the portal and you get educated. You, you not only get the book, but you get this tool called Your Body, Your System which took me 20 years to create, which will help you identify what kind of system you are. And if you just want to contribute to this, great. But you can also then get, get access to a portal where you can educate your friends and family. You get access to the courses. You get access to reports. But one of the things is I want you to also get access to all the books so you can understand how system theory can be used in your life, your body as a system. And then I want you to read the scientific paper. I've made it very, very easy for everyone to read. And then on top of that, and, and by the way, these are for we have some amazing people contributing to this. For people who contribute a um, hundred dollars or more, they get the entire Warrior package. It's um, it's frankly nothing. I used to teach this at MIT elsewhere for a lot, lot more, probably twenty times more. Then that's on the educational side. You get all these tools, but online you also get to build community. We've built a forum where you can go interconnect with people from all over the world, independent of big tech. You can go into the health forum. You can go and see all the topics. You can go start your own topic. Um, you're not going to get thrown off here. We have the social media. Uh, we have the equivalent of Facebook here where you can set up your web page. You can connect with others. And then I, most importantly, I want you to get activated. You know, the as I mentioned before, the symbol, and I don't care for the MIT uh, administration anymore, but the symbol of the MIT logo is the scholar who's reading a book like we just went through, we are teaching you, but then it is the blacksmith who's actually doing the work. All this stuff is useless if we actually don't go do something on the ground. 
You know, I've been a ground activist since I was 17 years old, raising hell bottoms up, handing out leaflets, handing out flyers, interconnecting. It's, it's probably the most fun I have going offline, but this vehicle lets us reach a lot of people. For, so first to go offline, we have created tools for you. Those tools include, you know, content, like we've created a whole research package on masks, on vaccines, on election integrity, and so on. And we're packaging them up and uh, it's a lot of effort. Uh, uh, we're looking to bring people on to help us do this because um, as the movement grows, we're gonna need more and more internal support. But what you see here is that as a part of the movement, um, there's also where you can take, uh, you can print these cards out. We have over a quarter of a million that have been printed out now where the front of the card, for example, on masks, it's a three and a half by two inch card. You can go to your local Staples or wherever, print this out right, or your local printer, the front of the map. So without getting into a yelling match with people, we're going to educate them. There's a website called vashiva.com slash masks, which has all the research. The back of it gives them a summary of the important scientific issue with wearing masks or oral health, and then also the political and public policy issues, okay? How masks can affect your oral health and why we need to have more, uh, you know, focus on uh, research on this. We, we may Maybe we should give employees... Um, more dental health insurance because of the uh, issues that we're finding on the science side with the oral health. And then the vax issue, we wanna take it beyond this vax, anti-vax. It's really about boosting immunity and teaching people, look, it's not all about antibodies, guys. It's about boosting the immune system. But again, that little card is way that you can go become a truth, freedom and health warrior in your local neighborhoods, educate people. And so getting in fights with people, we do wanna fight against the establishment, but. Those people are in the middle who don't know what the hell's going on. It's our responsibility to educate our brothers and sisters. So we teach them, look, vaccines for all is based on an old science. And if they want to know more, they can go to vhcu.com slash vaccines. The research is there. We want to focus on nutrition and friendships and activities. We want to educate people that the vaccine manufacturers have no liability, right? Why don't we focus on boosting immunity? That's that little card, okay? So uh, I wanted to, we've discussed the immune system here. So I wanted to educate you all on this. And so two uh, action items I have for all of you is to support this movement for truth, freedom, and health. Go online, join it. You can become a member, you can support it. You can get basic educational medium as a supporter or a warrior, okay? So whatever way you wanna do it, but anything you do, do it for yourself. Do not do it to, for me, do it for you because change begins with you raising your consciousness and the systems Knowledge allows you to do that. So let's finish up with this now. So what do we got here, okay? So by the way, everything I've done now, I think you guys have a solid scientific understanding to see from the molecular system science that turmeric, clearly from the research, it's a very, very powerful herb to support the immune system. But now we're gonna also give it to you from the engineering systems approach, from the Eastern approach. And what does that show, all right? As I shared with you, the Eastern systems approach, where once you get access to your body or system, if you become a supporter or however way you want to do that, you will find out that the Eastern approach lets you understand the body in a different way, not with molecules, but using the terminology my grandmother used, Vata, Pitta, Kapha, transport, convergence, storage. You can take this little questionnaire and it'll figure out your body type. That's a red dot. The black dot is where you are. And then different foods, guess what different foods do? They can increase transport, reduce conversion, reduce storage. It brings you back to you. So given that background, I'm giving you a very, by the way, 
this is not, I'm not doing service to you. This is a very quick background. When you take the course, you'll get a much deeper understanding. But given that, what you're seeing here is the Eastern systems approach. In the Eastern systems approach, turmeric stabilizes transport, which means it calms you down. Turmeric stabilizes conversion, which means like it supports your digestive processes, calms it. Turmeric stabilizes kapha, which means stabilizes, you know, uh, if you're going to gain weight, right? Meaning the, the storage process. But you notice other herbs will increase transport, reduce it. But turmeric has this very, very incredible multi-systems effect where it has a stabilizing effect on all three subsystems. Transport, the movement of information, matter, and energy, the conversion, digestive processes, as well as the storage processes. So this is why I say it's a multi-systems herb, even looking at it from the lens of cytosol and looking at it from the lens of systems health, we find out it's a, it's a, it's a broad multi-systems nutrient. And let's wrap it up now with talking about dosaging. People always say, hey, Dr. Shiva, how, yeah. Carmen said, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely color, Carmen. Um, ashwagandha, we can, do, um, we can do a whole thing on ashwagandha if, if we want. Yes, Didi says it helps eliminate inflammation. Um, great. Uh, does turmeric affect blood pressure? That's a great question, Antoinette Zanotti. Uh, Antoinette, please email me on that. I don't want to give an off-the-cuff answer. Send it to VA Shiva, Victor Alpha Shiva, VA Shiva at vashiva.com. And remind me, we'll put that into our pipeline to look. Okay. Someone said the dashboard is amazing. Yes. Yes, look, look, I want every, all of you listening, we got about 581 people listening today and we have another 100, so we got about 600 people listening. Remember, our goal is to have 50,000 Truth, Freedom and Health Warriors. So if all of you listening now went and signed up, we have 500 people and you each go tell another 500 people, we're gonna have 25,000 people and I'm done. I can go get a little more sleep because you guys know I work very, very hard. I get up around four, go to bed at 12 here, but, uh, when I set my goal on something, I know we need 50,000 Truth, Freedom, and Health Warriors. All of you can help out do that. You know, uh, when you support this, you're supporting our ability to get hardware, or support our data center that we have, independent of big tech, independent of big pharma. This is your movement, and we have all the right elements, and this is what we need historically. History needs you to build this movement. Forget politicians, forget these left and right, forget them all, okay? They all suck, excuse my language. They do nothing, okay? Um, yes, we need an entire generation. Jeff, you said it, right? Um, exactly, all right? And by the way, all of you, if you want me to do other videos, I'm taking your ideas, we're scheduling it. We, if you wanna say, hey, Dr. Shiva, how does this nutrient affect this as a public service? We can run it through the cytosol process. So let's go back and let's look at what is the dosaging? What should you take, okay? And I'm gonna, um, you know, turmeric maintenance dose is about a gram per day. Uh, the turmeric for acute in inflammation, when you're under serious inflammation, and this comes out of, uh, uh, you know, 30 grams per day. It's a lot, but it's 30 grams. Curcumin dose for osteoarthritis, Belcaro et al. Uh, is 50 milligrams twice a day. And 50, this is about two grams by Kupnek, Kukul, I can't pronounce the name, 2014. And the curcumin dose for cardiovascular disease is 70 to 2,000 milligrams per day, 200 milligrams per day, sorry. So, and, and, um, and uh, you know, this will be up there and all of this is backed by the latest research. 
one of the things we do uh, is we will constantly be updating this. This is why one of the things we're going to be opening up on the on the Truth for Health Warrior portals, we're going to be putting all the videos up. And as the research changes, um, we're going to start figuring out a way where people can subscribe to that and get changes. But Cytosolve is like an engine. It can be run. It's an operating system. Um, and all of this we're doing is being done by your support. So let's build this movement. Let's get the truth, freedom, and health we deserve. But it's not going to come from uh, me. I'm just a mere catalyst. You know, I happen to uh, be fortunate to get all this training, but it's going to come from you doing stuff local, but with an enlightened perspective, which can only come, and I can say this emphatically, unless someone else can find a better way, I'll follow you. You know, I'll, I'll drop all of this, but it's only a systems approach that's going to take us beyond east and west, left and right, black and white, all these scumbag politicians. It's only us who are going to be able to do it. And, and when I mean us, I'm talking about hardworking people who want the same things. Over the last many years, the plight of working people in this country, there's two American pies. I did a whole video on this. We have the small pie, which is 95% of us, and we have the big pie, which is the 600 billionaires. And their wealth is growing exponentially. This pie is shrinking. Since 1971, this pie has shrunk dramatically. If you're making $50,000 today, you should actually be making 121,000. That 70K over the last 40 years has been sucked over here. And it's happened because, not because hardworking people are not contributing, they are contributing to the GDP, but the elites are working to silence us. They're working to deny freedom. The scientists over a place like MIT and Harvard, you know, they watch which way the wind blows, wherever their bread is buttered. That's the research narrative that they do. And as I mentioned, health is going down and down, and it's only us who are going to be able to do it. Don't rely on them. It's never going to happen. So the sooner we build our movement, the sooner this is going to occur. So please consider becoming an, a warrior for yourself, for your families. And I've created the education program, the platform, but we're just beginning. And your support is going to help us dramatically scale. So thank you, everyone. I hope you have a good night. Yes, people are saying CMOS, Bladderwhack. Please send those to me. Email me because I get a ton of emails, but I literally, me and my assistant, we go through them. If I haven't gotten back, it's not because I have not forgotten it. It's just been, we're being inundated and we're trying to get more volunteers and more people to help us. Um, anyway, thank you, everyone. I hope this was valuable. And as usual, I will always end with our video. It's sort of our uh, habit that we do here. It's a good habit, okay? Uh, and so let me end with that. And everyone go to vashiva.com. Uh, slash warrior, you know, join up, join Dr. Shiva, find it, and I'll wrap up with this video. Thank you, everyone. Have a good evening. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within, and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. 
And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. We wow. got to train people. First, with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis, into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work united. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, we don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people. They have to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is the not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com, and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics, and I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, i got to build a bottoms-up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor, A, Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in. They can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. 
So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VA Shiva.com. All right, everyone. Thank you for your kind comments. Thank you for that very lovely comment, Nancy. I wish you a good night. And to all of you, have a good night and be well. Best to you and your families. And I'll see you tomorrow. We'll be, uh, we talk about ginger tomorrow, by the way. Ginger is an herb. Again, we're going through some very, very basic herbs. I use ginger and turmeric pretty much every day. And uh, ginger tea, we'll talk about. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll make some chai tomorrow, show you guys how to make one, okay? Thank you, everyone. Uh, be well, sleep well. Thank you.